Shane Alberico says state the state line section is stupid. You're stupid. For that, the state line section staying there. You get negative ten points. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like Matt Walsh. And for that, you're canceled. You're banned from the show. Hey guys, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. I'm the manager and race director. And with me as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about, to be honest today, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Today's a show about nothing. Yeah, it's like Seinfeld. That Exactly. That's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. How do you know when it's over? <laughs> Shane Alberico says state, the state line section is stupid. You're stupid. For that, the state line section staying there. You get negative 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like Matt Walsh. And for that, you're canceled. For that, you lose 10 points. You're banned from the show. Banned um, from points. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson's on there. They're going back and forth. This is kind of fun. He's like, state, state line, line section's cool. State line's for real drivers. Oh. Not those fake drivers. That. Not those fake drivers. Not the novelty drivers. Yeah. But Shane, why don't you like the state line section? What, what cite your sources here? Yeah. Like right. We're bantering back and forth with commentary. Cause that's pretty much, Oh, did he give us five bucks though? No, no, <laughs> no Shane, $5. Shane Albarico's poor. He doesn't, he doesn't have $5 to give us. God, <laughs> we make some kid give us $5. So we answer his question. I'll tell you what, Shane Albarico, if you drop a $50 super chat, Super chat. I will take out state line this weekend. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I went flying today. Well, what'd you fly? Uh, I flew my, my, the normal planes, my, uh, um, my extra 300 and my ultimate two, but guess, guess who I was, guess who I invited out there to meet me. Mm. I don't know. I invited Brian with an O out there. Yeah? That How'd guy. that go? That guy. He didn't show up. How'd you invite him? Well, he's been in the store like like every day, even though we got a one-star review from him. So um, I've been trying to be really nice to him. Uh, I mean, we've all been, you know, nice and chipper and happy to him and everything and I was like, "Hey man, I'm going to go out there Monday. It's my day off. I'll meet you out there like two o'clock if you want to. You want to come check out the, the field." But uh, he wasn't out there, so. Then he crashes, and you're there and see everything that happened. And he tries <laughs> to return it. <laughs> Probably why he didn't go. See, I have a hard time making fun of it now because, because I'm trying to be more. I'm I'm, I'm kind of over. Honestly, I'm kind of over the 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 what we said part because. I am trying to be more forthcoming to this person, even though he, he has, I, as far as I know, we haven't changed the one star review. Yeah. Well, good, good for that. I'm, I'm trying to provide good customer service, but whatever. I got two, uh, uh, two, how many packs did I get? I got three packs in. I, I flew three times. Three and packs of cigarettes. So the no. <laughs> uh, what did I do? What did I do that was really exciting? So the last plane, the, so the last uh, minute I was out there, I tried to do an inverted flat spin. Flat spinny whammy. Yeah, and it was awesome. How'd that go? I dude, I did four spins, and then uh, I felt my battery getting soft in my plane, so I I Ooh. twisted it around and I tried to land real quick, and it uh, it dropped. It dropped about three foot off the ground with no power. Yeah. And uh, that was a little crazy. God, what was that one thing? I, oh, yeah. I remember what I was laughing about. <laughs> that one time I kept laughing. And like later on in the show, I kept laughing about it. Is yeah. the, the fake hobby town or hobby flex? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember why I kept laughing. Oh, cause of the, cause what if we, what if, uh, 
Yeah. What, what if we what what if, what if we named it OCRC? What if we named our our track OCRC? Yeah. We should. Yeah. Now we could. Now we probably could. Yeah. We- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a dick move. The new the new OCRC. OCRC. Omaha Car Racing Center. Car Racing <laughs> Center. Car Racing Center. <laughs> <laughs> I told Scott about that the other day. He he like he thought that was so funny. I wonder if those guys listen to our show. I don't know. I'm not really sure who listens to our show because I mean I know who listens to our show locally because I get to talk to everybody every week, but after that I have no idea. So who's got so did Shane say anything else or what's going on there? No, like we didn't why, get why we didn't, didn't get a fifty dollar super chat. But does he not like this why doesn't he like the state line section? Yeah, he hasn't said that yet. He just said it's dumb. God. He probably had to go eat dinner or something. No, he's still here. He's he he's asking questions, but as usual, if you want your question answered right away, super chat. You have to give us a super chat. Otherwise you gotta wait till the end. That's just yeah. the rule. That's the rule. Sorry, we can't break the rules. Yeah, that's the I, rule. I didn't make them. I just follow them. Jackson wants to know if he can ask me my if he can if he can ask me his essay questions, and I told him he could on the show. Since we didn't since we didn't have anything to talk about that, so I showed an old old tire to Jackson the other day, oh. and uh, uh, that's right. I pulled this out out from the vault to show him what they look like. Here's my old uh, AMB that uh, Jesus Christ used himself, and I bought it from him. It's that old. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, we've uh, we've done a tour of my. My RC area before, haven't we? Yeah. I guess oh we have. Oh has anybody not seen it? I don't know. There's a gas truck that I've given to a guy at the track. He wants to get it going. So I have it propped up like that because I filled all the ports with uh uh liquid wrench to try to get it to break loose. Oh. Um this is my Oh what? What is that? What, this? Is that a GT? This car? Yeah. No, that's an original RC10. Oh. That's my RC10. It's never been driven. Um, there's my four-wheel drive. Um, there's a stadium truck. That's a, my. That's what's left of my V6.2. Um, one time we were, I was, oh, when stuff wasn't working, I was doodling. Those are supposed to be my eyes. <laughs> I doodle on a piece of wood. Um I don't know. I kind of just like throw trophies up there and I put those up there and I got these ones up here from the pro tech race. And then like, there's a big box of trophies. Uh, those are my plaque things. Um, Ooh, look at your sick riot post uh, plaques. That's pretty cool. Where are they? The, the riot. Oh yeah. They're up there. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. They're a little long. I would like to have seen them wide, wider than, or uh, taller than wide. Right. Um, there's this the stickers from the syndicate that I never got a backboard for. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. There's some big old fifth scale tires. You. Huh? Yeah. That's my Buddha. I give them change before I go to a race for good luck. I'm serious. I come down here, I put change in front of him. <laughs> I guess there's my nitro buggy it's sitting there. Oh, wait a second. I'm trying to talk Emerson out of doing nitro this year for the winter really? series. Yeah. It's just so stressful. There, yeah. There's a big part of box of uh, eight scale stuff I got tanks mm. and front end rear ends, yeah. diffs. I don't know. That's kind of that's. This is my layer. You got about as much crap as I do. Oh it, yeah. There, well, there's more upstairs. That's the sad part. Yeah. There's stuff up there that I can't replace, and like, you know what I mean. I have to go through my boxes that I have every once in a while. Just to remember what's in them. Yeah. Just be like, oh yeah, that's right. This is where these are. So I have two full RC car boxes full of like Ifmar pins. I still have a bunch somewhere. Should I, I'm actually, dude, I'm kind of stoked for the hobby haven thing. Cause I, 
I'm going to pull those out. You can't run them. I'm going to pull those out and I'm going to write J concepts on the side of them. Why would you do that? <laughs> because, Why wouldn't you use sprinters or the double D twos? Because uh, if my pins are the bee's knees. Okay. That's just dumb. <laughs> Dude, I, I bet, I bet you're, you're going to want blue compound double D's there. I, I feel it. Yeah. Or sprinters. Sprinters would be a good tire. Sprinters are really good. Mm. I thought they were good. Yeah. Blue blue V2 double D's. Calling it now. Blue V2 double D's. That or just some straight up uh, blue compound ellipses or barcodes. If the track gets grooved enough. Oh, yeah. Bring bring some aquas. Yeah. Shane Alberico says, and he's he's posted this twice, so I'm gonna just go and go ahead and say it just to keep it. Yeah, we've going. moved on from yeah, Shane. Shane says, <laughs> I hate state line. No, this is funny. I hate state line because you have to be perfect through it. And if you screw up and you roll, it takes someone forever to get to you or you lose a bunch of time in it. Yeah, it's a that's that's what we're after here, dude. So you know what I you know what happens? <laughs> no, you know what happens when I when I find a section where if you crash a lot, you lose a bunch of time. But I don't. I don't crash there. Yeah, I just don't. It, it's the risk over the reward. That, uh, that is a that's a section that has a fair amount of risk when you go blowing through it with a good reward if you do it right. Yeah. You know? I actually think it's easier now than it was when we were going the other way through it. We went the other way through that? Yeah, we remember we, we uh, now right now we're dropping down into it. And then we're already going slow right there, so you're rolling over it and coming back. Whereas before you would you would haul through there. Oh, the yeah. fast way through there was to be really tight on the inside, and you'd hit that inside up a little bit. Yeah, you could before you could almost like you could almost straight line it, and yeah. you just barely 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 flick your front tires, and that was just enough to keep her rolling on the hot dog roller part yeah. of it. You know. All right, I have a this is a question and answer from from Jackson. I told Jackson that. He could uh, ask me some questions for his essay during the show because I knew we weren't going to have a whole lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, you so, say essay. That's what I say. Hey, essay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, Jackson Anderson, question one. And he spelled, okay, this is funny. Jackson spelled meat as in I meet someone like meat, like I'm eating meat. Yum, yum. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, uh, all right, here, question one, Alex, how do you, how did you meet Will and how long have you known him? <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, if I remember correctly, I met you on a Tuesday night mini race in like 2006 or 2007, mm-hmm. something like that. It was back. It was, it was back then. Yeah, it would, it would have been. I thought it was like 2005. Oh, was it? Okay. It was basically, uh, cause we were doing mini racing there for, for like, we're going to do tiny Tuesdays coming up. We were doing that on Tuesdays back when 18 scale stuff was, was pretty hot still like RC 18s and all that. So I was involved in the OG 18 scale. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I remember, um, thinking that you were just a little turd muffin because you like, you were trying to come up to me and tell me how to build the track. I don't think I did that. Yes, you did. I did. Yes. Kind of. It was something like that. Something to that effect. And I was like, and I was kind of put off by it. And I was like, uh, no, I'm just going to do it this way. Like we've been doing. And, uh, and you're like, Oh, okay. And then that was that. Hmm. But then, but then after that, uh, you became a regular with, uh, when, when short course kind of picked up and, uh, you're racing, um, the, uh, was it the, Pens not the Pennzoil, the uh, Quaker State Quaker truck. State truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. that that was the short course brand, a short course truck that I ran. Like uh, that was what I chose. Yeah, it was my is my sponsor for short courses, Quaker State. Um, I, I was a big Steve Kinzer fan. I'm trying to think here. Well, I came up to race Stock Slash when Stock Slash was like the hugest class. Yeah, and people were actually kind of taking it seriously back then. And I'd come up and on a Saturday to race, 
it was like every week I'd come up, we'd get rained out. So I never got to race stock slash at the flex. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that, that was basically the year that, um, that we decided to put the roof on. Well, that would have been before the roar Nats. Oh, was oh, it? Well, yeah, because I, I raced, I wanted to race, uh, race it at the Nats and I couldn't get the time off work or I wanted to race in short course at the Nats. Cause that was the first, I, our, our, uh, that roar nationals is the first roar nationals to have short course as a class. Yes. So I wanted to come up and run it and, um, I couldn't get time off work to do it. Yeah. And that was when I worked at the store like full time and was in school. So if you look up on YouTube and get on, um, do a search for Zen racing. So Z E N racing, that is Jason Schald's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And he has, um, he has every main from the short course, the short course showdown, I believe in 2012, <laughs> and every main from the um, 2009 uh, Roar Nats, and it, and the short course mains are some of his highest hits. I think it's like 76,000 views or something like something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, that's how you knew short course was, was coming up because, um, yeah, I, I was probably a couple thousand of those views from the raw Nats. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, if you ever want to see utter devastation, go back and find the, um, modified short course, a main, um, from the short course showdown, 2012, it only has 622 views, but boy, it's a heartbreaker. I should have won how, that main. How, how, many, be, does the, how many does stock slash have? I should have been Kenwald. 490. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, and 400. Yeah, go back and look at that one because that's when Will wins with a, <laughs> a car that he bought that day. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the only reason why I did that is some some guy or one of the well, he was a kid then. He was like, I don't have any competition here. I'm just going to win. <laughs> Pretty much what he, what he said. Like, I was like, all right, hold the like, beer, dude. I'll show <laughs> I you. And, I went upstairs and bought a truck like 10 minutes before the first qualifier. <laughs> super chat. Uh, we got a $10 super chat from Nuthouse. Uh, he says, put a version of state line on the eight scale track layout. And uh, what are the go-to carpet off-road tires? Fuzz bites or twin pins? Yeah, I think I think we're I think twin pins will still be very popular, and I think uh, the new fuzz bite is going to be a good tire as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying them here in a couple weeks for sure. Possibly, probably swaggers up front. I think I think swaggers are still going to be the tire for the front. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, you know it's kind of it's weird like in in off road like dirt. Um, you know, your front tires are wearing, that means you're using the front tires, you know, like you're, you're, uh, they're actually, you know, driving off of the front more. Mm -hmm. And I judge my front tire wear as to how I want my car to handle too. You know, if my front tires are like, if I could run two to one front to rears, if I run two sets of rears to one set of fronts, I need to build some more front grip into that thing, you know? Yeah. The, but if like, um, you know, I'm wearing out fronts too fast and I need more, uh, rear grip, but like carpet, it's like the opposite. Like if you're using the front tires and you're getting good grip off the front tire tread and everything, they don't wear as much. But then like, if you, uh, if you have like, you know, like a ton of, uh, steering in your car and the front tires aren't wearing out, you're getting good steering. You yeah. Know? It's like the opposite. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this layout coming up, probably there's no good place to put a state line section, but uh, I'll try to figure out where I can. I like that sort of thing. I just, it, the eight scale crowd's a different crowd. They don't. Yeah. It's not that they don't like technical stuff. It's just that if you do put technical stuff in an R track, then you start hearing like, eh, you guys are building a 10 scale track for me. Yeah. So I always kind of try to find the, the middle ground. A little bit. 
Um, so to summarize, uh, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, to summarize Jackson's first question, uh, so I've known you now probably, what, 16, 17 years? It's 2021, so 15? Yeah. Yeah. 15, 16 years. Yep. Uh, question two. How have I seen Will contribute to our RC community? Ooh. Wow. Good question. Uh, well... Man, for starters, uh, he agreed to do this with us. He uh, agreed to be the uh, the uh, podcast uh, setup guru because Lord knows I couldn't do that myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then um, Will is always willing to help people at the track. I you can you can ask him a question, and he will generally just quit what he's doing and uh, and answer your question. He pretty much, he pretty much, uh, is one of those guys. He'll, uh, he'll run races for me if I need to, um, which is very important. Um, he's, uh, generally speaking, not addict to people, which I think is very important. Um, in our community, if you want to put quotes on that, he's actually worked with, was it March of dimes? No, the make a wish foundation. He actually worked with the make a wish foundation, for supplying a couple of RC, he helped Hobbytown and Lincoln uh, supply a couple of RC cars for a Make-A-Wish on his own time. Jeez, I don't know what else have you done. <laughs> I I don't know. That's, I'm not I'm not here to promote myself. Yeah, that's that's a that's that's a that's a pretty good list. Um, oh, here's one. I love talking about myself. So here we go. Uh, number three. How did I get into RC? And I love this question because. My friend, Chris Catlett, had a quote-unquote real RC car. And this was like 1985, 86, something like that. And uh, um, because of that, I was like, what? Where did, you know, what is this? And so um, it just happened to coincide. Maybe it was 88, something like that. Anyways, it was in the 80s, late 80s. It happened to coincide with a television show called punky brewster okay and the funny thing about what i'm about to tell you is i've i've now figured out that that show is responsible for like 50 percent of all kids getting into rc cars from the 80s that's great right because didn't Rhonda drake tells the same story rico right chad he's got yeah. the same story so, so it's hit it, that show in general, just hit a whole bunch of different, um, people out there to get them interested into it. So I watched this punky Brewster episode that had RC cars. Now in my mind, I always thought that they were RC tens, but when I actually found the clip, turns out they were all Tamiya cars. It doesn't lessen how cool it is, but, uh, um, it is interesting to see how far that show reached, you know? So it happened to coincide with that. Then I went down to Walgreens and I bought a RC car action magazine and basically carried it around for like a whole year. And uh, it took two years to get my mom to finally buy me an RC car. I kept getting these uh, Radio Shack and Tyco crappy ones. And I kept getting like madder and madder at Christmas. I think that's when I stopped believing in Santa Claus, actually. Really? Um, yeah, because I kept not getting what I wanted. And then finally, uh, one summer, she took me to Bel Air Hobbies. And, uh, we walked in there and, um, there was an RC 10 that I wanted sitting on the shelf and the dude working who I actually know his name's Steve. Um, I see him every once in a while. I actually haven't seen him in a couple of years now, but anyways, he actually talked my mom out of buying an RC 10 for me and instead talked her into buying me a Tamiya Falcon. And so my first hobby grade RC car was a Tamiya Falcon um, I wanted to race. I didn't know where any racetracks were at the time. Um, then started, you know, actually the car action magazine in the back used to have a, a track locator or whatever. And so I found Rockbrook, and then that led me to, um, there was a track, uh, Salvation Army. And then that led me to, for a small period of time, there was a track at 24th and Vinton. Um, that led me to there. <sighs> and then, uh, when my parents split up, basically I got a JRX Pro 
as a bribe. Hmm. Nothing says love like bought yeah. love. Yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, my parents gave it one last one last go, and they moved my sister and I to Valley Falls, Kansas. And Valley Falls, Kansas is a tiny town about 20 miles north of Topeka, Kansas. And uh, during those nine months, my mom um, felt bad for me. So she uh, bought me a JRX Pro, and I believe the hobby shop was called S&K Hobbies. Maybe S&H. It was in Topeka. And, um, and then it took, I got that in October and then it took till Christmas time to get the rest of the components. Cause I mean, my parents were poor. I mean, they were lower middle class, so they couldn't just, you know, spend a thousand bucks on stuff. So I finally actually started racing at Scranton RC raceway, which is about 20 miles South of Topeka, pretty much every Saturday from about January until we moved until my mom left my dad. <laughs> and yeah and and uh that was like i think uh july or august or something like that and so um and then when i came home then i started racing at rockbrook uh, on a regular basis and then it was kind of off and on until uh i found exarbon and then i started racing there and then from that point on it, i've basically been racing almost every weekend ever since so like 1994 95 so there you go uh my friend chris catlett had a lot to do with it punky brewster episode had a lot to do with it RC car action had a lot to do with it and divorce that also had quite a bit to do with it. Yeah. I had RC car actions before I ever had an RC car. Yeah. Yep. I used to go to the grocery store with my grandma every Sunday and, uh, I'd always get a RC car action every month just cause it's like what I thought was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing about having, uh, your, uh, two households now, uh, you know, at, at that time, 91, 92, somewhere around there, Guess what the guess what the best thing about it was? Mm, video gaming. Two Sega Genesises. Yeah. One Sega Genesis at mom's and one Sega Genesis at dad's with different games. Really? Yeah, it was great. Hmm. That was the best part. Uh, and then the last one, how, how did you become a part of creating the Plex? Well, all right. So for this question, uh, this is very easy. I actually did not become a part I wasn't a part of the original Hobbyplex part of the Hobbyplex. So um, the Hobbyplex was built, finished building in 2004, and I got hired at the end of 2004 going into 2005 basically as an assistant manager and to create and run a dirt track. Um, so uh, the original part of the Plex, which is the main, the carpet track and the, and the, the, um, the sales floor, that was all... Ken Kalen and Tim Ski. So, and that became what it is because of parking lot racing. The uh, parking lot racing was so um, popular that, that we saw that they saw a need to have a covered building and put in a real carpet track. So. Cause originally all the indoor racing was done in Lincoln. Right. And most of the guys that raced in Lincoln were driving from Omaha. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, so, so basically I was in charge of building the off-road track. It was where you see holiday bright lights right beside our building. And then, um, then we moved to the current location of the track in 2007. And then we held a couple years worth of races. And then we finally put in for the Nats. Um, to, if I had to do it all over again, I would have done the 2000 Nats, 2009 nationals so much differently than we yeah. did. Um, but you know, live and let learn. Um, but it was at that race where the owner, uh, cause we got rained on a lot. So I gave myself two weeks to build the track and almost every day that week it rained. And I finally got a chance to finish it. Um, like Sunday, Monday. I mean, it was a real time crunch. I was still working on the track on Tuesday during the Nats. Really? Yeah. Got the track done. I wanted to have like sod in the middle. So it, there was like a grass infield and all this stuff. And because of the rain, it just wasn't possible. So there was like half a little bit of sod. <laughs> it was, it, it, looking back on it, it looked really crappy. I should have just not done that at all. I should have just pulled it all up. But anyways, it, it rained like four inches in like 20 minutes on, on Tuesday night. And all, it washed out all the work I'd done to the track. And uh, so so Wednesday, you know, we didn't even start practice till probably 5 5 p.m. on Wednesday. So, um, but it was that race where the owner's like, 
we're going to put a roof on this. And I'm like, oof, really? You really want to do that? And uh, he is serious. So two years later, that's how the Plex went indoor was it was because of our, our, because of how the 2009 nationals ended up going. Um, that's how the indoor track started to, to kind of find uh, some traction. So I guess in that, in that regard, I'm responsible for that. And wasn't it like originally more similar to like what Thornhill has because of building regulations and things like that? Yeah. So one thing that we, one thing that I learned from, from the experience of, of having the track built. So for those of you guys that don't know, the Hobbyplex was built from the ground up. We did not move into somebody's strip mall. We did not move into somebody's building. It was built from the ground up to be a hobby shop, a carpet track. And then the addition was built from the ground up to be an indoor off-road track. So I, I had the idea. I knew that summertime sucked for indoor tracks, especially here in Nebraska, because it, it'll be 100 degrees with 100% humidity. And who wants to be inside, you know, unless it's fully air conditioned, which this one wasn't going to be. And so I was like, we got to find a way to make it still feel like summer outdoor racing without it being outdoor. And so um, there was a whole bunch of different um, of different um, uh, versions of what the building would eventually look like. A lot of it had an open concept where it wasn't going to have sides. And that got shut down immediately from the city. <laughs> like, you can't do that. That's, you know. We're going to give it an open concept. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there was one version that had the backside of the of where the driver's stand is. The whole thing was going to open up. It was oh, really, really, it was really cool, but it would have been uh, way too much money and it just wasn't going to be feasible. Like engineering wise, mm-hmm. it was going to be cool, but it was going to be, it, the cost was going to be bad. And so that's where the 16 garage doors around the track came from. Because at the time we were racing eight scale still 10 scale was not, was still not big enough in 2010 and 11 to, to sustain a 10 scale only kind of race program. And so my thought was, well, we, we don't want to lose this summer eight scale racing. And, uh, ironically, that's exactly what happened. We lost our, our eight scale racing in the summertime because I just didn't, I think the size of the track had a little bit to do with it, even though we were a big track, but when you can go to an outdoor track, that's twice as big. Yeah. You know, um, but the city had a lot to do with the size of the building. The city had a lot to do with um, requiring us to have two bathrooms, even though there's bathrooms in the pits. Um, the city had, the city made us basically rebuild the driver's stand, I think, three times. Oh, really? Yeah. So the driver's stand, I remember this, the driver's stand, the, we're, not, we're not giving out, I'm not going to give out any information that a lot of people don't already know. The driver's stand initially cost ten thousand uh, dollars because mm-hmm. of all the steel and the welding and all that work, you know. And and then after after we had to rebuild it so many times, the the city inspector would literally come in and tell us to do something. We'd do it, and then he'd come in the following week and say, "Why'd you guys do that? You need to do it this way." And we're and we were like, "Because you told us to." So so we had to rebuild it like three different times, and the driver's stand ended up costing like forty five thousand dollars. Wow. All because of this city inspector who just kept changing stuff on us. And he wouldn't give us clearance with, unless it was to those, you know, specifications. So yeah, it was, it was a fiasco, but, uh, whatever it works for us now. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm pretty happy with how things are. The winner is let's go over Friday night racing. Cause we never get to go over Friday night racing. Yeah. And I know you weren't there. What'd you guys work on on Saturday while I'm looking this up? Just driving. No big setup stuff. Mm. Hmm. Not, not that I'm telling you. <laughs> no, just worked on, uh, I, I pretty much, I just tried like some roll center stuff with my two wheel and I worked on my gas truck. Ran that quite a bit. Is the fuel mileage still good? It should be. I, I think it's pretty good now. Yeah. 
Um, I tried clutch setup stuff, and I didn't really like anything that I tried other than the stock stuff, honestly. Mm. Um, and then I put the point two rear end on my car, but I don't know. It just didn't feel right. And I don't know if it was just tires or what, but I don't know. I might put my car back to the way I had it. All right. Friday night, there was, uh, there was 27 entries. So kind of a light night for Friday. I felt bad because if we wouldn't have raced this Friday, uh, before the sale, we would not have had a, a family Friday for like five weeks. So I had to have this race because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to not have these guys race for five weeks. That'd be dumb. Mm-hmm. So, um, it looks like everything kind of got condensed down. There was a 13, five, four wheel drive heat that had Logan Prismanis, Andrew Thomas, TJ Williams, Lance Murray, Nick Pavel, and Nick Chestnut in it. And, uh, it doesn't show in the mains. So either he didn't finish the race before he closed everything down or they didn't have it. But in Plexbec, uh, a main Connor Hausch, uh, got a win. Chris Kinzer was second. Nick Rustermeyer got a third. Nice. Uh, Billy friend was fourth from the 10th spot. Michael Prendergast was there running uh, fifth. Alex Eichler gets a sixth. Phil Porter was seventh. Angel Neva was eighth. Grant Barna was ninth. Nick Chestnut was 10th. And Ethan Rustermeyer looks like he might have busted out. And then Ryan Nemec. I think the Nemecs were there. Um, so he ended up putting like 12 in the main in Plexbeck. Wow. Yeah. And then Stock Buggy. Uh, oh, I forgot about this. Andy Crossan. What? Andy Crossan was here this weekend. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he uh, he ended up taking the win in stock. It looks like, well, I don't know how this is sorted out. There might be a mod in his stock because it shows Andy Crossan with the win. I think he was running mod only, so maybe that's why. Uh, Jackson Anderson with the win in stock buggy. TJ got second. Nick Pavel was third. Roger Nemec was fourth. Then it was Lance Murray, Logan Prismanis, Connor Hausch, and Andrew Thomas. Looks like, ooh, looks like Andrew might have busted out too. That's a bummer. So there you go. That's cool. Andy raced. Yeah, that was Friday. So uh, Andy showed up on Friday and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, he lives in Dallas. And uh, I was like, you live in Dallas? I forgot I forgot that he lived in Dallas. So I'm going to be staying at Jackson, Ander- or not Jackson Anderson's, Jesus. Um, I'm going to be staying at Andy Crossan's house for the uh, Longhorn race. Okay. At NDRC in December. That's cool. Yeah. So that's exciting. So I don't have to pay for a hotel. I'm pretty stoked about that. We'll do a pivot lending break, which we forgot to say is the sponsor of the show. You can find them at pivot lending group. And if you mention our show, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate. Make sure you ask for Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad. Uh, but let's take a pivot break and then we'll get into uh, the question and answer section and it'll be done so I can go work on the track. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and I'm here to give you guys an update on Pivot Lending. Last time we were on the show, we had just opened up our new headquarters. We're located at 470 Kipling and the Littleton, Colorado. Super excited about that. But we have also opened up an office outside of Las Vegas. So we have a new retail office there. And just two weeks ago, opened up an office in Salt Lake City. The office manager in Salt Lake City is Taylor Bills. So we're excited. Taylor's from the area. He's got an interesting past. He played professional baseball. He was a pitcher. He also, uh, I think it was the very first reality show on ABC, like America's Most Beautiful Person. He won it. And so he's really, a uh, really great guy. Uh, so we are on the cusp of entering into some really exciting markets in the New England area. So stay tuned and look forward to, to bringing the updates to you guys here probably towards the end of summer. 
David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 
that's what I think working model. Yeah. That's what I think. It's kind of like the six wheel TRX four, like the Mercedes TRX four. It's kind of the same deal. It's not very practical, but if you put like a trailer or something on it and you pull, Mm -hmm. you know, the actual crawler you're going to use, then everybody comes over and checks it out. That's why you get one of those. Kessel wants to know, is OCRC closing for good or just moving? He's heard both. I, I'm not in a position to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't, I, I should probably just message Nick or somebody. I mean, I'm sure they're getting tired of getting messages about it, so I, I don't really feel like it's our place. We should see if we can have Nick or Robert on the show. That would be cool. Maybe I should ask him about that. I could ask him if we could name the plaques OCRC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, and it then just we'd have to ex- Then we'd have to explain the joke. Yeah, we'd have to explain the joke. But it is a good gag. I'm sure you'd think it'd be funny. I would hope so. Um, I don't know. I, I've heard that, th- that hopefully it won't close for good. They just need to find a new place to go. Yeah. So. They need a new home. Um, we got into uh, Jackson Anderson's essay questions. Hopefully... Hopefully we got you squared away with that. Uh, Michael Root says, uh, nice beard, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're not talking about mine. I don't really have one. Um, Is Michael Root local? I think so. Okay. Um, thanks, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Uh, oh, Alberico wants to know, why did we want to know how old his dad was last podcast? None of your business. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, why did we want to know? I Because I, we wanted to know if he could race 40 plus buggy or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. I thought he was over 40. Will did not think he was over 40, so I had to confirm. And he's 41. Yeah. Uh, everybody started putting meat uh, logos on because of how Jackson spelled meat. Oh, take that. Oh. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, take oh that. my God, that's funny. Peter Renault, uh, by the way, your stuff's on the way. I just got to get you your, uh, he bought some stuff from, uh, from the sale. Really? Yeah. I just got to get uh, a tracking number for him. Is, uh, is Peter Renault going to sell, uh, send me some diffs for him to build? Yeah. That's a good question. He needs to text me. Yep. Text me, Peter. Peter. Uh, any leftover to my parts from the sale? I was listening on the way back from the track. Uh, No. Uh, most, all the Tamai stuff's gone, including the stuff that I grabbed for you. Joel Florkey, he always has fun questions. Hey guys, I was wondering how I can switch my content from gaming to RC videos, but he spelled videos, videos, and you just do it, right? You just start making RC videos instead of gaming videos. I think so. Yeah. Come up with a catchy name. Yeah. Like talking fish. No. That's a good one. You should use talking fish. <laughs> you can't because it's we used it already. Oh, on uh, talking fish angling. Just just use it like that other place. Yeah, did with don't do name. that. Don't do that because then I have to come find you yeah. and and, uh, and strangle you to death. Um, team players ninety nine. Who is that? I don't know. No, it's somebody local, and I can't remember who it is. He uh, says the first I've heard that one. Will is the clutch spring still in orbit? Oh, um, yeah, no, it's still, it's, she gone. Uh, is that Ronnie Wint? Yes, that's who that is. Exactly. I yeah, forgot all about no, that. It, yeah. We, See, I, knew I got local. clearance from NASA, uh, the other day. They, See your clutch springs still in orbit. Cause nice. I was changing my clutch springs and one of them just went gone. Nice. Gone. Uh, Brady Papanow is the kit setup for associated e-buggy good for the Plex. Yeah, no, it's the kit setup's pretty decent. Do you stiffen up the shocks at all? I only ran it at the Plex once. Like smaller, I think, smaller hole pistons, maybe. I think that, like on my point one, I ran that thing just always worked. Oh, but I, I think I, I drilled eight hole pistons for it out of the sixes, or maybe I can't. I honestly can't remember what I did. It's all a feel thing. But wouldn't you say it's it's like what I do when I get a new car? I don't change anything. Until I actually get to the track. Yeah. I mean, the kit setup is definitely like really linear. I mean, I was, I was railing it around our track with the outdoor tires on it and it was doing okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, the kit setup's not bad. 
you know, you pretty much just want to run the kit setup and get the drivetrain all broken. It'll probably take you like, I don't know, seven to 10 battery packs, get the drivetrain broken. Then you can start tuning on it mm. to get it to where you like it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Drivetrain is huge in eight scale, getting that, that broken and, um, you know, getting that good drive out of the corners with the car. Like you're just going to take a brand new race scale and just go run it and win races. What is a good starting diff weight for two wheel buggy on carpet at the Plex? Um, can I, can I get a crack at that one before you do? Yeah, go ahead. 5,000. Yeah. Um, I ran 7,000 in two gears, but that's, or are you running them off? I, well, I don't know. Jason's been running mod lately. He might be running mod. Yeah. Um, 7,000 weight with uh, two gears in the diff is what I always ran. And that was just to get the car to turn turn more. Right. Um, but uh, Or release the corner easier. But when you do that, you have to change the oil more often. Like when I was running, when I ran carpet the last time. Every two runs, I was dropping the oil out of the diff and replacing it because mm. it would just get cooked on our on our track. And that's just me driving too, you know. Yeah, just and it would feel different. Like I'd I'd it would it had nice like tan color. It wasn't like black or anything like that. But you just uh, rebuild it, and it was just better. Yeah. So let's see. Uh... Jackson Anderson, what time are we working on the track tomorrow? He gets out of class at 9.45 a.m. You can come straight to the track. I will hopefully be there. I think uh, you said this. You might have said this already. What are you working on there? Uh, I just work on my eight scale. Okay. And uh, Nuthouse wants to know, are you going to make any Tiny Tuesday races? Me? Yeah. I don't have a mini. Yeah, Associated doesn't really have any minis right now. The thing is, is like associated 18 scale stuff is, is historically been four wheel. Yeah. So like we, we don't really have a class for it currently. And that would be a huge advantage on those cars. Dude, I, I, I still have a set of those, uh, uh, 12 millimeter hex adapters. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. foam tire that thing. I find some foam, foam tires in the discount bin. And yeah. Drew those up and put those on it. It'd be bad to the bone. That was pretty fun. Uh, running yeah. running an RC18T with um, with rubber touring car tires was really fun. Oh, I I ran foam. Yeah, I like I like uh, rubber because you wouldn't flip over all the time. Like you, oh, like you just had to glue the sidewalls. Oh yeah. And then uh, that I ran a Mamba brushless system with the two, uh, 800 milliamp helicopter two cell battery. Mm-hmm. It was like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Aisha went says uh, Ronnie can waste can race forty plus now. I, that's right. I forgot he just turned forty. Oh really? Yeah, that's cool. He should. Yeah. <laughs> Big dude wants to know. Uh, anyone have a Billy Big Mouth bass? <laughs> Isn't that that thing that you put on the wall and it like sings or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, that brings up a subject I can cover really quick. Yeah, we're not running late at all on this one. Um, Emerson and I have been fishing a lot, and which I'm enjoying a lot because I like to fish. And uh, uh, last Saturday, after we closed, it was so nice out that I didn't even give a crap that I wasn't catching anything. I was just like standing there um, holding my fishing pole, waiting for something to bite for like an hour and a half. And Emerson's over there, can we go? And I'm like, dude, you're the one that wanted to do this. Like, you know, um, (laughs) so, uh, we kept a catfish the other day. Really? You're going to eat it? We already did. Really? Yeah. I, I told him that I, I told him that the next catfish that we catch that's, that's keepable. We'll keep it so I can, I can show him how to clean it. Yeah. Cause he had never really cleaned a fish before. And I feel like that's something important that you should learn. And even though it came from the Papio Creek, um, it, it was it was clean, dude. It was a remarkably clean fish. Uh, it was a channel cat, and we skinned it and ate it, and that was that. I I do feel like it might have tasted better if it came from a little bit cleaner water, 
but uh, but I showed him how to do it and everything. How'd you prepare it? I fried them. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Bre- breading? Oh, yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah, it was good. Was it big? Uh, yeah, it was arm's length. It was pan size. Hmm. So I was happy. How many pounds of meat did you get out of it? Not very much. Yeah. But I don't know. The important thing was, was I showed him how to do it. I actually felt pretty bad. It's been a while since I've actually like killed a living thing. <laughs> so yeah. I actually kind of felt kind of bad, but then, then we ate it and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Are we up? Uh, I might have quit. Missed a question or two here real quick. Bender's, I guess Bender's uh, puffed battery is being covered by A-Main. So go Bender. Yay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, This is a very subjective question. Big Dude says, what's the best carpet two-wheel drive? I'm going (laughs) to tell you associated. Yeah. I mean, you sit them down and they work. That's true. You know? So uh, I, I like carpet season because... Because I'm not sponsored by anybody, I get to try whatever I want. So, um, three years ago, I, I ran a Yokomo, and I broke it a lot. Um, and actually, at the end of the season, we didn't have the parts to fix it. So, I uh, I just grabbed my my dirt car, threw a gear diff in it, and went out and drove it. And I was already like a half second faster than my Yokomo car. Yeah. And then, uh, the following year I got, I bought an elite and used that. And that actually worked really good, like really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I went to dirt and I hated it. So I went back to associated car with that. And then this time around, I'm going to use a Schumacher. Oh, really? So we're going to, we're going to find out how good a Schumacher is for me. I'm, I have officially, when I, when I get the Schumacher car, it's going to be the the first time I've ever owned a Schumacher. So I'm going to have most of the brands knocked off the list because I've, I've had a Kyosho, I've had a Losi, a Yokomo, an Associated, Traxxas. Well, yeah, but uh, but I <laughs> but uh, um, as far as race cars go, I've never actually owned a Schumacher before. So there you go. I haven't. So I don't know. We'll see. I've I've just like always bought Associated cars. I know. I know. Before before 2017, I had always bought Losi cars. So yeah. Uh, my battery and my laptop's going to die. So the questions here are going to get short. Um, Ooh, man, there's some good ones. Uh, I'm thinking of running 21.5 and 17.5 carpet buggy changing my mind to race mod. Uh, nope. That's, that's perfect. I think I've actually, I actually thought about racing stock expert stock myself. So, but then will said I'm dumb if I do that. So I'll race mod again. That's fine. Yeah. I get my butt handed to me. Jackson's got a lot of questions. I'm going to skip a couple of them. What is the difference between aluminum flywheel steel and the adjustable one that are options for the AE? Uh, I don't know when you'd want a heavier flywheel, a steel one. I don't know when you'd want that. Wouldn't you want it on like a big outdoor track? Like loose, bumpy, crappy outdoor track where where you you want more of a slower... Well, I was thinking you'd want something to carry the constant engine RPM through the bombs. Mm. It's going to take, you're going to gain torque. Something heavier, you're going to gain torque. Yeah. You know, lighter flywheel, you're going to lose torque, but you're going to have higher RPM speed. Um, the, it, it's going it, to, I mean, I'd change your clutch setup a ton. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Um, then the adjustable one, it's just the adjustable stall. Like you can run the screw in, raise the stall or the point that the clutch engages rather. Mm-hmm. Like I set my clutches up to where I can get them to engage uh, as low as possible without uh, without bogging. And it's always worked for me. It's always had a real, real nice power band. Um, but like higher grip, you know, it's going to, the load on the tire is going to, you're going to need a little bit higher engine RPM to pull through that. So you're getting into the power band faster. It's when you want a higher stall. But I would think that you'd want the heavier flywheel, um, on track that, um, you know, like maybe you have like a whoop section or something like that. And you want like a more consistent, um, you want to have that heavier clutch to carry your car through the, um, 
like through the bumpy sections better, you yeah. know, that, that, that's my thought. Like it's going to, it's going to be harder to slow down. You know, it's going to yeah. be more like a freight train. Mm. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, Kyle Holmberg says, what's up, Will? There's still time to sign up for the J concepts race. I think he's talking about the one in Minnesota. I need a carpet. I have a carpet car. Well, you can't go to that one anyways. Yeah. Uh, why can't I? Oh, it's wait, the same wait, weekend why? as the weekend I'm going to be gone. And I need you to run races for me. Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kyle. He's got, he's got other plans. Yeah. I'm going to, Alex is going to a race. And so I'm running the races. At the he's got to so bail me race. out because I'll ask for a weekend off and I'll tell everybody at work, Hey, uh, this weekend I'm going to be gone. I need, I need to make sure that you guys are here this weekend because I'm going to be gone. And then two or three part-timers will say, Hey, I need this weekend off anyways. <laughs> and, uh, the way it works apparently right now is everybody gets whatever they want off. So, um, so Will's got to bail me out. It's fine. A little bit of sarcasm there on my part. Glad to do it. Yeah. No, no issues. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how many sets of tires would I need for a nitro buggy for one round of the techno series? One set. Yeah, that's, that's it. You need one set every round. One set of gold ellipses every round and you'll be good. Cowboys, Eagles, who do I got? Big dude wants to know. I honestly don't give a rat's ass about NFL football. Probably the Beagles because they have, they're really cute. Pretty, pretty much as soon as the whole kneeling thing started happening, I'm out. I don't even care about football anymore. And then college football, I don't care because Nebraska just finds new and unique ways to lose games. Like I race 40 plus mod. (laughs) I was laughing when you posted that. Yeah. Like you're in total and control of a game and the last two minutes you lose. It's like me leading the entire race and then finding a way to lose in the last 30 seconds. That's yeah. That's how that goes. Um, I don't know if they're not the chiefs. I don't really watch. Yeah, that's how my dad is. I just talked to my dad, and he he brought up football, and he's like, if it's not the Chiefs, he doesn't really care. Yeah. NFL football, I just don't have any interest in anymore. I used to be a huge Buccaneers fan back in the early 2000s when they sucked, and then they won the Super Bowl, and I lost interest. So Now now Tom Brady plays for him. I wouldn't watch either. (laughs) Well, I will say, no, I will say that, that, I will say that I, I really, I really look at Tom Brady, take a picture of Tom Brady and then take a picture of Aaron Rodgers. put them side by side. Aren't they the same age? Uh, I don't know. dude, that guy's a, that guy's like a, uh, a specimen an Adonis. Really? Oh my goodness. He's a sexy man. If I swung on that side, I'd, I'd, I'd find him attractive, but I, I don't. Swing well, on how side. could you not? I know. <laughs> Uh, wow. We got more nitro questions. How often do you change glow plugs in a nitro engine? Whenever they go out. Yeah. But don't you before, before a long main, I always change mine out anyways. Yeah. Right before they go out. (laughs) So you need to change them. It just depends on, you know, how good you are at tuning. If you ran that thing, you know, super lean bogging for a round and it managed to live, you might end up changing a glow plug. Right. Um, after break-in, might change your gold plug. Um, I usually just use the one that comes in the engine uh, in the engine to break the engine in, and then I end up running a P3. It's all that's all I use is P3s. John Haas wanted to know for me my favorite dirt car out of all of those that I listed, and it's by far the Associated Car. Oh yeah, yeah. I the two-wheel drive Associated Car for me is just more comfortable to drive faster with. Mm-hmm. But that being said, when uh, when Losi comes out with a new car, I'll buy it and uh, and give it a whirl and and see if that becomes my new fast, happy, comfortable car. And uh, but I, you won't see me for dirt. You won't see me experimenting too much. It'll either be TLR or, or Associated. I'll you'll never see me with anything other than those two. Um, Sam wants to know what a good carpet setup is for the Plex. And before we try to answer this question, I honestly think you should just go to associated site and pick out somebody's like setup, like, like the old Brock Champlin setup or, um, right. Who's Sam? Uh, 
he's um saunders he races uh okay okay no i know yeah. who that is um yeah i uh yeah i would just do that dude um i and i don't know whose would be the best to go off of i'd probably like if you have a point three look at the point three setups if you have a point two look at the point two setups you have a point one you know and so on yeah um but uh yeah i you're you're not gonna have honestly like you could run the box setup and get used to that and see see what you want to change to the stock setup and get it to where you like it you know and that that's kind of the the fun of racing right is getting the car where you like it there isn't going to be like a a setup that's just going to be the end all beat all and you're just going to be faster with it like i'll change stuff on my car like for uh like a, like we we're testing saturday i was changing stuff on my car lap times are the same it just felt different yeah. you know um i i could run the same lap times with an entirely different feeling car but it's like i just wanted wanted to be able to put it where i want it and drive it the way i like it um so really I'd run the box setup and uh tune it for you. And if you know you threw that far off with with one of those set or with the stock setup, then I would look at like the website for a, you know something else to get you closer. Yep. Um that or I can help you. You know, I I plan on racing carpet this year, so Yeah. Uh that's about it. Uh John Haas said he got his e he buggy done. He just bought a uh E B F- 48 2.0 from the Plex oh, nice. this week and got it all put together and it looks like he gave it a shakedown today and cool said it's awesome so nice mm. and he put uh, Tebow's setup for the Plex from last January's Winter Series on it and uh, I'm sure that's a good one because it was he didn't use the same oils because it was really cold and he's like it's dialed so that's what I need to do I need to actually change my setup on my car that's about it we should get out of here it's an hour and a half so a show about nothing today. Yeah, no, we, we talked about a lot of stuff and I kind of like doing these shows where we don't have an agenda because it lets the people, uh, that are watching kind of, you know, participate more and we answer more, more questions about cars. Yeah. That, that's what I like. I like it. These shows I don't feel like are worthless. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, no doubt. I like the question and answer section. Yeah. I look forward to it. It's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I had, uh, before we go, I did have one, I had a customer come in and he called something, something that was blew my mind how wrong it was, but I don't remember what it was. So now I can't repeat what I, I have it written down somewhere, but I forgot it already. It's terrible. It had, it was an arm of something and, uh, oh man, gonna have to figure it out. I'll try to think hard on it tonight when I'm working with my headphones on, on the tractor and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up next week. Okay. But it was really funny. But I'll have to think of it. Anyways, I don't even know why I brought it up. Just I just thought it was funny. But it, I was pretty proud of this one kid came in and he's like, I want an ARPA Typhon. And I was like, man, I'm so proud of you that you just said Typhon. Man, you want 10% off. Like, yeah, 10%. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, we're going to go. We'll make sure that it stops streaming this time. <laughs> yeah. Bye. See you guys.